The AAPA conference is coming up May 18th through 22nd in Houston. I'm so sad that I will not be there, but some of my favorite people will be. So I want to make sure that y'all know who to look out for. So if you're heading down to the conference, make sure you go by the Blueprint and Rosh Review table. They're giving away all kinds of stuff stethoscopes, seats in the review course. They're talking about how Rosh Review has joined Blueprint and what that looks like. But definitely go stop by, say hi, get some swag, tell them I said hello, uh, and it'll be a really good time. I'm sure y'all will have an awesome time in Houston. Make sure you go to Torchy's Tacos, my absolute favorite, and spend some time in the exhibit hall exploring we know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for QBanks, pants review courses, now is the time. And usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. All right, we have a guest on today, Sierra, who is a great interview for anyone who is a non-traditional student or thinking about changing careers into becoming a PA and getting into medicine. You're really, really going to enjoy this one. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. All right, raise your hand if you're in the middle of your didactic year of PA school and raise your other hand if you are still struggling to figure out how to study. That was me about this time. This was probably my roughest semester, that second semester where we were getting into ClinMed and it was just hard to try to figure out how to learn everything and actually learn it. Like you're learning things that are going to be relevant to the patients you're seeing. It's not like chemistry where you can forget it. So that's where this week's sponsor of the podcast comes in, Picmonic. Y'all have heard me talk about them before and I've shared on social media some of their videos. But I think finding a resource that you enjoy using that makes sense for you and your learning style is so important. And the quicker you do that in PA school, the less stressful it will be. It'll still be stressful, but just less. So Pygmonic combines videos that have stories with characters and these really cool little you know, images and pictures to help you recall this information when it comes to test day. So you can learn about whatever you're in during ClinMed or during didactic, go to Picmonic, review that topic, solidify the knowledge, test yourself. So they have thousands of built-in rapid review multiple choice quizzes to make sure you understand it. And then you can use the QBanks to make sure that you are ready for the test during didactic, and then eventually for boards. This is going to come up again and again and again. And so you really need to solidify that information. You can't just memorize it and forget it. So we'll put some links in the description for more information on Picmonic. If you wanna check it out, see if it's a good option for you, give it a try. Um, I think the videos are great and I've used them during my pantry, especially for some of these topics that I have not studied in so long. Uh, I did not do great on cardiology the first time and I didn't do great on endocrinology the second time. So those have been my focus. But if you have any questions, feel free to reach out and I'm happy to point you in the right direction. Use the code, the PA platform for 20% off at checkout.
Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. Thank you for joining me in today's episode where we have an interview with Sierra. This is a good one because I feel like the ones, the interviews where we talk about changing careers are very appealing because so many people and listeners like you guys are in the same position. So Sierra's really, really cool. She is a Colorado native. She started her career in HR and then after being out of school for five years, decided to get into medicine. And at the time that we recorded this, she was about to start her PA program. So we talk about non-traditional students, what her experience was like, and get into all of that. She is on TikTok, if you can find her at at PA Student Sierra. Sierra is C-I-E-R-R-A. And then on Instagram, at Sierra Pennell. Uh, just look in the description <laughs> for the spelling. Uh, but we'll have all of that linked for you, and we'll tag her in our social media as well. And we're always very grateful to anyone who is willing to come on the podcast and share their experience. So I think you'll really like this one and like the insights that you get from Sierra. So we're about to get into that. Uh, a few things just to know. Uh, MAPTCON, the hotel block, is closing next week. So if you are in or near Baltimore, come out to MAPTCON. It is the weekend of October 6th through 8th. Most stuff is happening on Saturday. So even if you want to just come up for the day Saturday, we'll be doing meetups and there are a lot of pre-PA sessions as well as just other general pre-health sessions that I think will be really, really helpful. Tons of networking and I'm very excited to meet some of you. So come say hi. Don't be scared of me. Sometimes when I go places, people are scared of me. Don't be scared. Just come say hey and it will be a good time. And so we'll get to that. If you've checked out our uh, pre-PA AI, make sure to let me know what you think. Send me a message on social media. Show me what it's doing for you. And I would love to hear your feedback on that. All right, we'll get into our interview with Sierra. And if you are planning on doing a mock interview, I will say our weekend and night availability is going quickly. So make sure you schedule ideally like one to three weeks before your real interview. And let us know if you ever can't find a spot for that. Use the code FUTUREPA for a discount on scheduling, and we would love to help you out. All of that information is on thepaplatform.com, and you can message us on social media too, at the PA platform or at Physician Assistant on TikTok. All right, so I'm Sierra. I'm from Colorado, um, and I kind of went to undergrad at CSU, which is just my state university here. Bounced around a little bit with the majors and had some academic, you know, struggles during that time. Just couldn't really make a decision, I feel like. Um, ended up with a business degree, which was super great in the long run for learning. Um, I had some of the greatest coworkers, some great experiences working in HR. I worked for a city mun municipality, so city government, for um, almost four years. And kind of during the pandemic, when we started to kind of have too much time to sit around and think about our life decisions and whatnot, I decided I wanted to go back into medicine, which was my initial um, love during college. And so I was like, oh, am I crazy to think that this is possible to be able to go back and do this? And um, 
get all the experience and prerequisites done. And then I applied last year in the 2022 cycle and was accepted to one school. And I start in a couple weeks. Um, other than that, I have, I bought my first home last year and we're converting it to an Airbnb. So working on house projects and renovations is something that I love to do now um, that I'm learning about. And I'm a spin instructor also. So those are a couple things that I kind of do outside of medicine that I um, really enjoy. Also fun. Yeah, that's funny. We have an Airbnb and I've like thought I would love to teach spin, but for now I'll <laughs> ride my Peloton in my basement and pretend. It's kind uh, of a like, unconventional, <laughs> like it will hopefully help pay for pay down some loans and pay for school. Yeah. So it's kind of an unconventional way I think to pay for grad school, but hopefully yeah. it will be helpful down the road. Yeah. <laughs> sure. No, I mean, yeah, gotta look at different stuff, get creative. Sure. <laughs> um, so you said your first love was medicine, but you ended up in business. Yeah. yeah. Was that just, you know, self-doubt, convenience? What kind of got you on that path? Yeah. I feel like I walked into college probably not, not being I was really interested in a lot of different things and medicine being one of those things. So I started on kind of a pre-health track, just taking, um, you know, early bio classes, some anatomy, and I started to get into the self-doubt when it came to chemistry, which I know is like a super common struggle that a lot of students have uh, struggles with chemistry, but I felt like it was like an individual experience at the time and that I was the only one <laughs> that um, was like struggling with that and that that's kind of negated my ability to be successful in medicine because I think one of the kind of toxic medical academia things is that saying like if you can't be successful in every single class then you can't be successful overall throughout um pay school med school whatever it may be and I kind of let that get to me and I decided well like I'm interested in some other things I'm having a little bit of doubt let's go take an economics class, let's take like a polit political science class. So I took a bunch of different things and then um, ended up being like undeclared and like seeking different majors for like a year, almost up until my senior year, and then kind of landed in taking some business classes. And I was like, okay, I'm tired of not being able to make a decision. And I need something that's kind of going to be able to get a me a job. And I took probably the realistic approach of just let me get this degree that I know I will be able to get a job with and ended up actually being pretty interested in some of my HR classes. And that's the route I decided to take with my emphasis in business school and um, was able to get a job right out of school with um, the city of Denver and work through there for work in HR for a little period of time, but yeah, it came down to some, um, just not being ready. I felt like to make that decision. And I feel like a lot of students go through that. Like now thinking back, I'm like, should I have taken some years off maybe before school, but I wouldn't go back and change anything in my story because I feel like it's made for a very unique set of skills. That I feel like that now I get to bring into PA school that um, I can help my classmates with things and they'll be able to help me with some things that I won't know as much about. So I feel like it all worked out, but yeah, it, there was definitely some 18 year old Sierra, like self-doubt. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that is super common, um, especially with 
chemistry, which you like never will use as a PA. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's one of those big hurdles early on that trips a lot of people up. And yeah, I mean, it's, and at, at my school, it was 100% a weed out class. Like they knew that, we knew that. It was just survival, not really learning. And I've even wondered now, I like said this to my husband one day and he's like, you're crazy. I was like, maybe I should go back and, you know, take general chemistry again or take organic again. And I think I, you know, this time could actually learn it and do a lot better. And I wouldn't be focused so much on just <laughs> passing the test and yeah. being so stressed out, which, yeah, that is crazy. Like nobody, wants to do but it, but it's like in the moment you, it's hard to get your mindset out of that, like, I just have to get through this versus yeah. I need to learn this and maybe yeah. I'll enjoy it um, or understand it. So, yeah, very hard. Um, it's not like I failed the class either. It was yeah. like I was so hard on myself. And I think a lot of pre-health students are if you get, you know, below a certain grade that you're seeking, then you're like, well, like I can either retake this and try again or um, like I did. I was pretty doubtful of myself and my abilities at that time that I completely nixed the entire idea. Um, and then I ended up taking biochemistry uh, later on it, like now out of college that really helped reassure like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> it's a different type of chemistry. It's not so much the gen chem, but like, that was a nice, like, okay, like reassurance of my abilities at that yeah. time. So Thinking about, so you said you worked, I think, for five years after getting done with undergrad. At what point in those five years did you kind of start thinking, like, mm, maybe, like, I want to go back. I want to go PA. Did you know about PA? Like, what was kind of your process? I think when I've I've talked to other people who have kind of switched careers or made that decision, sometimes it takes a little while to to make it and like make the commitment and make the changes and like go for it. And then some people are like, no, I'm doing this tomorrow. I'm just going to do it. What was totally. your kind of path? Totally. I feel like I knew about, I heard about PA like early on in college and um, really loved the idea of it and even started like gearing my classes towards that. And then of course went a different direction, but when I got out of school, I felt like there was always this thing in the back of my mind that I wanted to go back to grad school, that that would be like my redeeming, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get this degree that I know I can get a job with, I can kind of get settled, know myself a little bit more, and then um, think about going back to grad school. And again, I then started to think about, okay, I love science, I know that I love science. And I was trying to compromise with my career I had already chosen. And I'm like, okay, let's do psychology. You can do organizational psychology. It's kind of in the science field. You'll get that taste of science, but it'll still be like in this business realm because you made that decision at, I was trying to keep myself to this decision that I made at 20, 22 years old and not allow myself to fully go towards the thing that I knew I really wanted to do, which was medicine. And it's just, it's a scary, like, decision to think about they always say like yes go back earlier on in your life because it's like they like going to be quote-unquote easier because you're already in that school mode and as you get out there's this sunk cost effect that like oh I've already put so much time and effort into this career and 
it's too late for me, all the lies we tell ourselves. And mm-hmm. I, you know, believed some of those for a little bit. And then I was like, I just cannot deny myself this ability to try while I still, while I want to go do this right now. Um, so I really started to think about, okay, what are the hurdles I need to get over in order to make this happen while I continue to work this full-time job? Um, because I had worked as a CNA in college, um, but that licenses had expired and now I have a salary. And so I'm not thinking about like going back into like some, uh, early or uh, entry-level healthcare position is not really going to be financially an option at this moment um so I feel like that's a hurdle that a lot of people think about like if they're wanting to change and then how do I get the prerequisites when I'm kind of tied up nine to five Monday through Friday um so I thought I just sat with that thought for a long time I'm like is this crazy (laughs) is this like to think that I can go and do this and still kind of work this full-time job until I'm able to kind of step away um and I just started, like, I took a uh, couple classes a semester. That's about as much as I could handle per semester with a job. And then was able to just start volunteering in a hospital on my free time, which counts as healthcare experience. And I, I think a lot of um, that's a really good tip for PPAs that are in a similar situation that you don't necessarily need to go into something that you have to go get like a license for. You can volunteer on the weekends and evenings whenever you have free time and it counts as hours and you're getting exposure to um, a healthcare environment that way. So that's kind of how I started to build traction on that. And then I was like, I'm going to apply because I like I'm I have most of the prerequisites. I did have quite a few from early college and then taking the ones that I had missed um, later on, but it was, I always went in with the mindset of like, this might take time. This, and I think that's important. Like I may have to reply, this may take a while. And I think that's important that um, to walk in with just like, know that it might take some time and that is okay. Yeah. When you're making this transition. Were you able to take your prereqs or your rest of your classes in person or did you do online? I did it online. Um, okay. UC Berkeley Extension has like yeah. a million classes. I'm sure. I think that's what like I've quite a few a lot. students mm-hmm. use that online program. Um, and I did take some that were like had a set, I guess, face to face time online with your professors, face to face lectures, and then some it was just recorded lectures, so I could do it on my own time. Um, just figuring out what would ever worked with my schedule that semester. And um, I did take one Saturday class, which was like kind of a pain at times, but it was um, honestly one of my favorite classes that I took and it was so worth it. It was like three hours on a Saturday, which like then you can't really go do a ton of stuff, but <laughs> it was helpful. Okay, cool. Yeah. I've heard a lot about the UC Berkeley. That one comes up a lot when people are looking mm-hmm. for online classes and prereqs and all of that. Um, so when it came time, when you decide like, yeah, I'm going to apply, did you have a specific school in mind or were you kind of looking at different programs? What were your criteria for figuring out where you wanted to apply? Um, I think I just, I started with thinking about what was my limiting factor in my application. I started with thinking about, okay, I have at the time I applied about 500 hours, that was kind of my goal that I wanted to reach. I wanted to be able to apply to schools with that, but people could do the same thing if you want to reach 
250 hours, 100 hours. There are yeah. schools that have those um, numbers of hours. So I knew that was my limiting factor in my application. And um, so I would go through on like PA School Finder and, you know, research the different program criteria of, okay, what can I um, match my prerequisites to with like schools that have this hour requirement? And I kind of built this list, um, was actually able to apply to three out of, three of the four in my home state, which was great. Um, but kind of applied as broadly as I could too. I was trying to be really open to the idea of if I get into school here, that's fine. Like I, I really wanted to cast a wide net. Um, so I applied to 10 overall, which ended up making for a lot of supplementals to do, but (laughs) (laughs) it was, um, I casted a wide, as wide of a net as I could with the limitations on my application that I could. So, um, So it was good. Yeah, I felt like 10 was a good number. I felt good with that. And it gave me a good hopeful that I would get at least, you know, one to two interview invites. I ended up getting one. And yeah. Okay. So you got one interview invite and one acceptance. One interview invite. I was waitlisted. And then um, my acceptance came shortly after the new year. So I still had like plenty of time to get ready, which was super nice because I heard the horror stories of people finding out like two weeks before. (laughs) Yeah, It does happen. Yes. (laughs) Every year. Um, Okay, cool. So in your application process, I mean, was there anything that you found helpful or looking back, especially as somebody who was in a career changing, having to do all this stuff, is there anything you wish you did differently? Um, in the sense of the timeline that I had, um, having one career and now going into another, I, there's probably a moment like a while ago, I probably would have been like, oh, I should have just stuck it out. I should have retaken chemistry done. You know, I could, woulda, coulda, shoulda, that sort of thing. But then I got to a point like, there is really so much value in the experiences that everybody brings to PA school, no matter what background you've come from. And I really started to get a little bit more confident about the fact that I was bringing in a unique, like, background that maybe a lot of, like, people in my class will not have. And then I can help them and um, vice versa. Um, I started to, um, going back, I would probably it's like I put so much effort into personal statement, making sure everything was ready to go for that April 28th or whatever it was, started inputting everything in CASPA. And I think I would have liked to have spent more time focusing on these supplementals. I don't think I went in knowing just how much time that process would take for me. And, um, and of course you can't really know those until you're in the CASPA and able to see under your programs, but make sure that you do take a good amount of time to devote to those because I had a goal of um, like an early June submittal and because I was getting ready to go on vacation. It was my birthday. I kind of just had it in my mind. Like I'm going to get this done, but then I'm sitting there like right before we're about to leave, like still typing away at the supplemental trying to get these done. And so there's probably a couple in there I could have like edited so much better, but (laughs) at that point I was like, nope, just getting this out the door, like (laughs) wanting to, like mentally I've checked out. So let's get this done. They can be very extensive. Yeah. <laughs> Which people, I, that is when people are like, I'm going to apply to 25 programs. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
<laughs> okay, well, when they each require five one-page essays, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it can be a little, it can be a yes. little bit much. Um, when you did your work, know that you were pursuing this, or is that something you kind of like didn't approach at the time? Yeah, I didn't let on for a little while. I felt like I was living a little bit of like a Hannah Montana life where like I go to my HR job and then I come home and study for my <laughs> biochemistry yeah. class. So I did that for a while until I was really down the road of like, okay, I'm I'm really doing this. And I'm having still conversations with my boss about like, what are our goals for the next year? What is your career ambitions in HR? And I'm like, actually... <laughs> this is what I'm going to be doing um and I'm super lucky that they were all very supportive of just wanting me to be happy and yeah. I just asked for better like co-workers better bosses um who were really open to that with me and I kind of worked through a transition with them helping you know get somebody on board for my role and was able to be a part of that as well so it was for me a very seamless like transition um but yeah I did you know, not let on for a little while of what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that the Where questions that would come in would be like, oh, what? Why are you <laughs> taking biochemistry? Yeah. Yeah. Fun. It's a new hobby. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that because that's what I've I've had a few people on who are like teachers and things and they kind of were like, yeah, we just waited a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So what, now that you, you know, you got accepted off the wait list, have had some time to prepare, um, have you still been working? Like, what have you been doing to get ready for PA school, if anything? Yeah, for a couple months, I still worked um, because my job had, my big job had been going back. They were transitioning back to the office and it was clear I was not joining them in that. Um, I worked um, for a family friend's business, just doing like office stuff for them, helping out for a couple months. That was after finding out I had been accepted. So I was like, yeah, let me just help you. I could like make binders and send the emails, you know, like I did that for a little bit and then um, was able to now take like this last month off completely. And I'm kind of getting my house set up to be an Airbnb. So really that has been a big distraction in as far as not getting nerves about school. I really feel like I've been focused on doing that stuff. I will play around on the like complete anatomy app. It's like just a, yeah, just an app that you can kind of walk through the body systems and bringing back some of that anatomy language. Um, But really I'm not, I'm trying to stay away from, because that's what everyone also keeps saying is like, just stay away. You'll from the, from the books, you'll be okay. You'll have plenty of time. So I'm trying to go by that a little bit and not get so um, in the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is hard to prepare. The only time, the only thing I've told people is yeah, reviewing anatomy just to like you said, like kind of get your brain back in that mode. And then because most programs do start with anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then asking the class ahead of you, like, hey, is there anything you wish that you did? Um, because sometimes they'll just depending like our class, you had to take a med term quiz. Okay. And it wasn't super hard, but if you passed, you could take the grade that you got on the test as your midterm grade if you didn't pass you had to actually take the class and so like that was a nice incentive to review that a little bit 
I found some like online flashcards or whatever, um, just to like make sure that I wouldn't have that extra class in the summer. So then I could focus on my other classes. Yeah. Oh, um, I just have less to do. So that was the one thing that they like told our class was like, Hey, make sure, you know, you really try to pass that test. Um, cause it'll make your life easier. So it was nice to have that guidance a little bit, um, beforehand. So yeah. yeah, I guess, yeah, I took, so I took midterm last fall and then I have been doing, I had been doing a little bit of scribing. I've stopped that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but scribing is also really helpful for bringing in that midterm. Um, oh, yeah. also another thing you don't typically have to get a license for in a lot of States. I know maybe some do, but that was another thing that I did to get hours as well. Um, and that was really helpful because I actually got to be in more with patients and, um, that's, Def- that definitely helped my med term bringing back just those basic body planes and all of those yeah. stuff. Definitely helps. I think that was, I think scribing has been very underrated until well, yeah. more recently. Like, cause so many schools at the beginning were like, we're not accepting scribing. It's not good experience, but it's such good experience. Like yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was a CNA before PA school and you said you had done some CNA stuff in college too. And like as a CNA, I guess you maybe like I might have written a progress note occasionally, but I wasn't writing like a full yeah. note the way that you are when you're scribing. And that's what you have to do as a PA. Like you have yeah. to be able to document really, really well. Um, so having that skill before PA school, I think is so valuable. Yeah, no, I'm super glad that I did that. I feel a little bit, I do feel like a bit more confident now having that experience as opposed to like the volunteering is awesome. And I was in an ER. So I was like, but it was like, I'm grabbing blankets. I'm grabbing water for the patients. I'm not necessarily in like understanding what's going on with them every time and writing notes. And so, but that was kind of my end to be able to get into the scribing. Um, So it's still like, I'm very thankful for all of, (laughs) all of that experience. It's all, and it like the volunteering too, like you get to see, not have the pressure to be involved in a way like you get to kind of just observe what's going on which is great um you also get to work with like the cleaning staff and like understand the other roles in the hospital and I think that that's very important as well just seeing how everybody kind of plays a part in patient care truly yeah no I agree for for sure um where do you see yourself ending up is there a certain area that you feel more strongly about or kind of just gonna see how it goes I feel like I'm I'm going in trying to go in super open-minded about um there's a part of me that I think back to my anatomy days and I loved the heart but I've heard that it's one of those things that in high school you either learn to love that module or you hate it <laughs> or um kind of one Probably of those right, yeah. I'm excited to see how I end up um on that side of of things there's a part of me that's quite interested in surgery and just seeing if I like that more tactical side of things but I also think about um and maybe it's just like now being a little bit older, I've had an experience to work like a nine to five and I, I do enjoy that schedule. So thinking about work-life balance, I'm like, what kind of schedule do I want? And what kind of specialties might offer more of that, like consistent schedule as opposed to something maybe like ER that might not yeah. have. So thinking yeah. about, I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, that's the beauty of rotations is because you get to see all of that, like, figure out what you like, what you don't like, and 
about the specialty, about the patients you see. I mean, all of that. And it's so helpful. So I have full faith you'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience. And I know this will be super helpful to others who are maybe trying to like jump off the ledge, but aren't quite there yet. <laughs> they, can, they can see the others have done it and yeah. survived. So it's, it's <laughs> it is possible. Absolutely. Yes, very sure. All right. I'll cut us there. But yeah, I know that's, I think it's very interesting because I like in another world would have loved to have a business major. And my sister was a business major with an HR focus. Okay. And it's just funny, like how different we are. And she has like, yeah. no, in medicine, whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm always like, what do you do? Like on a like on a daily basis, what do yeah. you do? You know what I do and like in medicine <laughs> what we do and you know, but like what do you do? And just, I don't know. <laughs> Very interested it's in just what. sending emails back and forth. <laughs> Pretty much. She's like, I email and I have meetings, but like if Slide I go shopping, I go shopping. Like she works from home too. So okay, she's cool. super yeah. flexible and like I'm like, do you work? Like, sometimes I don't know if you work, but she does. It's just funny. So, yeah, but I think it'll be, like, like you'll be going in with, like, fresh, like, all fresh and ready to go and kind of not, like, going straight from undergrad. You're a little bit, like, burnout. Um, (laughs) Like, you're still in school mode, but it's just a big switch from undergrad to grad school. And so I think having that, like, mindset of like having a full-time job and understanding that will be more beneficial for just the schedule what school are you going to uh rocky mountain university okay. yeah yeah about a smaller class or no it's about 50 okay so um, medium yeah and i do know there's one other person whenever one has been sending like their bios and stuff one person with like a finance background so i do know that like there are other students out there it's just like the, the resources that are out there um we all like you just feel kind of more like it's just you you know <laughs> yeah no we we had one girl who was an accounting major oh yeah and, like had literally just been an accountant and decided to do medicine and then we had another girl who um she was a math major and she had done insurance oh okay stuff, like not health insurance but like selling car and house insurance and stuff and so they they were very interesting and they just you know again decided like "Eh, she really understands like like that insurance side of things too I bet that's really helpful because I know that yeah I mean that's what's and like you said I think in it like that's the beauty of PA school is like everybody brings something different to the table and can help each other out so it's a, it's a nice, you know, mix to have everybody in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, enjoy your time before you start.